this NFL Week 5 Thursday Night Football Player Props edition of the PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code SGPN on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app and use promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers where you can win up to 100 times your money. That's right. Turn $5 into 500 in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000 in cash. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $500. Finally, roster brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome, everyone, to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, October the 4th, currently 3.04 on the East Coast. Here to get into our NFL Week 5 Thursday night football player props. We got the Chicago Bears, more like Cubs, but they are going to be taking on the Washington Commanders in this uh, first game of NFL Week 5. But, hey, we're going to do it as we usually do here. We'll give out three player props each. We'll give out some touchdown score props and, of course, wrap it up with our best bets. But joining me here to help me break it all down, you guys know him as the voice on the F1 Gambling Podcast and the Motor Sports King of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast, one of the hardest-working men on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's Rod Via Gomez. Rod, how's it going, my friend? How you doing? I am marking myself safe from that national alert. Uh, I know everybody got crazy about that <laughs> two minutes ago, uh, or however long it was ago, but yeah. Uh, marking myself safe. Anxious to uh, get past this Thursday night game. I just want to tell you right now, yuck. I know there's a Commander fan in the house. I get it. I understand it. This is going to be a great game for you, but for America... Uh, <laughs> uh yeah maybe for america not not the greatest game but hey um i know uh chris is the commander's fan now, going back i know Joe, before i get to chris here you talked about the uh alert that we got imagine you're sitting in a quiet room and you're concentrating you're digging up your stats and your trends and your player props and and then all of a sudden you hear this loud Bruh! Oh, God, to scare the shit out of me. I'll tell you that much for sure. But also, I want to know, know, know real quick. I want to know who was doing a podcast during that. And because you can't silence that, that thing goes off. And there's no, even if it's on silent, it still goes off. So I want to know how many people were doing broadcasts or, or podcasts where that thing went off. I want to see them on Twitter. So luckily, I did uh, back-to-back pods this morning um, for MLB and uh, for I filled in for uh, Terrell on the Thursday night football uh, betting preview uh, in his spot. And luckily, we finished, I think, maybe like 10, 15 minutes before it actually went off on my phone. Uh, but yeah, thankfully, uh, nothing too serious where, at least on the pod, it would have caught me off guard for sure. But Hey, we got our Commanders fan in the house. Also, one of the hardest working men in the sports betting industry. It's Crispy Cap. And Chris, how's it going, my friend? 
What's up, Ron? What's up, you know? Uh, excited to be here. I know Ron talked about, you know, kind of getting past this game. I also want to get past this game. I don't feel good as a Commanders fan laying, uh, you know, a touchdown. Um, it's just not a place I really want to back the Commanders. So I actually think, you know, we we've these primetime games have been all kind of yucky. Um, but I think we could get a, I think we could get a, a, a good game. Like, I think it's an ugly game that could, could turn into a good game because our expectations are so low and because you don't necessarily want to be laying points with, with Washington and Sam Howell, even, you know, even, especially after coming off a divisional game. So a lot of thoughts about the game in general, but excited to, to be here and kind of break it down, um, give out some plays, hopefully give out some winners today. Yeah. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. Anytime there's a football game on, whether it's across the pond or it's a Thursday night football game, people are going to be tuning in to watch, whether it may not be the most appealing um, on the eye to watch uh, some of these uh, matchups here on Thursday night. But hey, I don't think Swift, I don't think Swift is coming, um, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't think she'll be at this game, unfortunately, for you Swifties out there. But hey, maybe tune into the Chiefs game. She might be out there uh, in Minnesota this week. Now, we'll find out how loyal she really is. Um, if she ends up in Minnesota watching the game uh, with uh, the Chiefs visiting the Vikings this week in Minnesota. But stay tuned for that. But yeah, look, NFL Week 5 is upon us, guys, already. We are about getting close to 33% of the way through the NFL season. But you know, we've talked at volumes about the 49ers on this podcast. You know, I've mentioned the Texans as well. But we haven't really gotten to the opportunity to talk about um you know, the commanders. And I think this is a good opportunity for, you know, Chris, I know you're the fan of the commanders and you mentioned, you know, Sam Howell at the quarterback position. They brought in Eric Bieniemy to be the offensive coordinator. And I think eventually he'll be a, the a head coach of this Washington football team. Um, and also a lot of stuff that transpired off the field uh, earlier this season with, you know, the selling of the team with Dan Snyder and, and possibly getting a new stadium out there as well. But at least on the field so far this season here, uh, Chris, what have you kind of noticed for this team? Because they are sitting at two and two. They've won the first two games of the regular season against, you know, more, I guess, um, superior opponents, I guess I should say, that they have, you know, struggled uh, against those two teams. And again, Eagles and Bills are one of the top or two of the top five teams in the NFL thus far this season. There's a question about that. But what have you kind of seen that has, you know, gotten you excited about the commanders uh, this season? Uh, I think um, it's it's really, really cool to see Brian Robinson back, right? Like, yeah. we know what he went through with the gunshot. And, you know, for him to kind of be back to, uh, it seems like, uh, you know, a pretty, pretty, um, I, I guess, uh, normal version of himself is, is really, really good to see. Somehow still has a lot of work to do, um, as any quarterback that only has about five or six starts in their career, of course. So um, I'm excited to see some of these skill positions, right? To talk about Scary Terry. We talk about Robinson. Um, I like I like those guys. Also, we missed Chase Young last year. I, I'm pretty sure yeah. I speak for all Commanders fans. And you know, having him back um, is really a boost to our defense, which needs a still needs a boost. We we're not the best defensive team right now, and teams are taking advantage of that. So, um, a lot to to improve still. Um, this is a team that, if I'm a betting man, I typically want to take them as a dog, especially in divisional games, which yeah. we saw how they did against the Eagles. They're going to have, you know, another game against the Eagles. They're going to have two games against the Cowboys. So that's typically when I want to buy in on on this commander's team. Not necessarily with them laying almost a touchdown. I don't feel that comfortable uh, with this defense laying a, laying a touchdown. You know? 
Yeah, I got the same sentiments uh, from Moneyline Mac. He's also a Commanders fan as well. And, you know, we talked about this in week one, and he's like, there's no way you should be laying a touchdown uh, at that time in week one against the Cardinals. And lo and behold, they got out, you know, uh, to a deficit in that game one, uh, or sorry, in in week one uh, against the Cardinals. They had to fight their way back to get the victory there. But, yeah, like you mentioned, I think the strength of this team is the front seven led by Chase Young and the guys up front and the secondary is uh, more of a question mark right now to put it nicely for this commanders team, which I think they will gradually will improve. But I think the excitement, like you mentioned, is probably going to be in the offensive side of the football. You know, you'll bring in a, a brilliant offensive mind like Eric Bieniemy, and then you have, you know, skill positions, guys like scary Terry, John Dotson last season, had a great rookie season. Talked about Brian Robinson as well, coming back from the gunshot. He's looked pretty good as well uh, for this commanders team. Rod, any thoughts on this, uh, on the commanders thus far this season? I think if anything, you have to be happy that they're two and two so far. I mean, again, there was not a lot of expectations coming into yeah. this with Sam Howell and and the fact that they went toe to toe with Philadelphia last week and almost came away with that win. I mean, as much as you think they need work, I don't know what bigger test you could have than to be that uh, close to winning a game against the Eagles and and not just like a, a tough defensive battle, right? Not like a seven nothing. Uh, we're talking this was a high scoring affair. So I think the, the future is bright for this team if they can continue to build off of what the, the confidence they gained last weekend. You know, again, we've still got a lot of the season left. I know you don't want to lay a touchdown, but it's the Bears we're talking about. And these guys, they've been able to score some points themselves here and there. But, you know, again, I don't know how much threat they're going to pose this week against them. But yeah, like I said, I think better days uh, are ahead if I can steal everybody else's phrase for that. But yeah, I think there's a lot of optimism to be had there in in Washington. Yeah, no, well, well, I'm sure we'll crap on the Bears as the episode goes on here uh, of how bad this team has been to start the regular season, sitting at 0-4 and and, and, uh, we're or had a three touchdown lead last week against the Denver Broncos to only let them come back and win that football game uh, in week four for the Broncos, at least to get their first victory as the bears are still uh, winless uh, for the first four weeks of this regular season. Gentlemen, before we dive into our player props, let me tell everyone about uh, game time. NFL season is in full swing and I know the NBA season's around the corner. MLB playoffs uh, uh, started this week as well, but maybe you also have that comedy show or you also have that theater show you want to go out and watch where, uh, when you're in your area. And that's where game time comes in. Let them take all the stress away from having to buy tickets because they make the experience so easy on their app. Game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets. And their best price guarantee you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you're going to have. Know some of the great things about their app. They have those flash deals. And like I mentioned, the last minute tickets, they're easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in the area, like I mentioned, outside of sports as well. But the best thing I love about their app is that you're actually going to get an image of your seat view before you make the purchase for those specific specific seats at those venues because there won't be any surprises when you actually get there. No obstruction in your way. No, you're going to get to see the exact view of your um of your seat at that particular venue that makes it so easy to buy those tickets. So forget planning months in advance game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event and get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and much more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. That's how confident they are in their prices. Like I mentioned, you'll get those images of your seat before you buy. So you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. 
Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're all set to go. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you don't have to haggle through your email box or wait for them in the mailbox. Nope, they're directly on your phone. So download the GameTime app, create an account, and use promo code SGPN for $20 off for your first purchase. Again, terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guarantee. And we're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bets with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets. Revolutionary parlay optimizer. Tools to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. So stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right, gentlemen, let's get into our player props here for this Thursday night football game. Uh, Chris, why don't you lead us off, my friend? So let's go to the quarterback position. I'm looking at Mr. Justin Fields to keep on Justin Fields in. That's what I want him to do. It's a short week for him. Uh, he's thrown at least the interception in his first four games, including one game, one one week where he actually had two picks. So I'm taking an interception uh, over just to throw one. Minus 125, one bet, 365. Um this will be Justin Fields also played played the Commanders last year as well in DC, mm-hmm. and he also threw a pick in that game. Also, uh, you look at Washington; we've actually been struggling to 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 get turnovers via the interception. We only have two this season, but um, we have played against a couple of really good quarterbacks in Josh Allen and and Jalen Hurts. You kind of mentioned that already, you know. So, mm-hmm. seems like a game for me where um, this defense should be able to kind of boost this numbers, and I think a part of that will be getting some pressure on Justin Fields and having one of those balls just kind of fly up in the air and land in, uh, you know, the opposite team's uh, hands. And I'm looking forward to Mr. Justin Fields throwing at least one interception in this spot, you know? Yeah, I think this goes according to game script. Um, and if the, the Bears are playing from behind, that's only going to enable uh, Justin Fields to having to throw the football and attempts might be up in this game. But also, you know, we talked about at the top of the episode that, that front seven is going to be able to generate pressure against its Chicago Bears offensive line. And that's, you know, they're going to make Justin Fields throw the ball um, rather quickly and make some mistakes. And again, also, you take a look at um, last week, what happened that he threw that interception at the end of the game to seal the victory for the Denver Broncos. So I think the opportunities are going to be there um, as far as past attempts and for the, at least the secondary to pick off Justin Fields, who has been uh, more turnover prone than not in his short career in the NFL thus far here, Rod. Look, this is juiced up to about 135 on DraftKings and and beyond. I've seen a couple of places. So to get it at minus 125, I, that was the value. I, I was trying to look for a good value. I, I'm glad you found it, Chris, because it's like almost a no brainer. It's my, my buddy Cody on the NASCAR gambling podcast always says you only pay the juice. If you lose, I don't think you're going to lose this one. You're going to, you're going to end up winning. So find out which one's right for you to, to make it work. But yeah, this is definitely a lock. Uh, Rod, take us over to player prop. Number one, my friend, what do we got? 
All right. Caesars has a fun little boost for us. It's got Sam Howell over 149 and a half passing yards and over to uh, 24.5 rushing yards in this game. That's about plus 275. So if you put those, uh, it's, it's under the boost section. So find that there. Look, 149 yards for Sam Howell uh, passing. Let me just tell you, he's done that every single game that he's played so far this season to get over 150 yards is not the issue. The issue comes in the rushing for sure, uh, where he's gotten 40 yards last week against the Eagles, 18 the week before that 13 and 11. He's not a scrambling quarterback. This is going to be more for him escaping the pressure and, and trying to, uh, to make moves out of it. And granted it may land more toward the 18 side rather than the, the 40 side of this, but if we can find a happy medium, if maybe, cause look, Khalil Herbert has not been the most, I mean, not Khalil Herbert. I'm sorry. Um, I'm thinking it's a Brian Robinson has been good, mm. but there's still opportunity for Sam Howell to, to break away and to escape the rush. So, and 24 yards is Munaf. We've said it several times over a couple of good scrambles out of the pocket to break loose. Right. I mean, you know, you, you, you break them loose two or three times, 24 yards is completely doable. And again, for the passing yardage uh, to get to 150, Chicago's giving up 267.8 rushing yard or passing yards rather this season. As far as rushing yards to quarterbacks, look, Patrick Mahomes got 27 on him. Uh, Even Baker Mayfield got 17 on him. Uh, Jordan Love got 12. And then uh, Russell Wilson, who we know is a shell of the Russell Wilson rushing wise that he used to be, even got 13 on him. So, Again, Sam Howell's younger, breaks the pocket a couple times. Uh, I think plus 275 is worth a stab at something like this, especially with the passing total being so low. Yeah, I think that there's no question that he should or will get over this number on his passing yards. It just comes down to the rushing yards, right? Again, I think that um, Sam Howell is more than capable of getting those rushing yards. And like you mentioned, that he did it. Uh, I believe in what was the game against? And I was looking right at this. Yeah, last week against Philly, um, six attempts for forty yards, and and the time that he does scramble, they turn in their their long their long rushes because you take a look at the last three weeks, he's had double digit rush attempts or sorry, double digit um, long uh, rushes, twenty yards last week against the Eagles, eighteen against the Bills, eleven against the Denver Broncos, so. I think that if the Bears are able to generate some type of pressure against Sam Howell, I think that's only uh, obviously this leg is going to come down to here. Um, Chris, thoughts on Sam Howell's uh, scrambling ability here? Yeah, I like it. I like it. I think another thing that kind of just flows well into Rod's point is that you look at Chicago's defense, and it's absolutely atrocious. I mean, you can, we, we, like you said, you know, we're going to be probably pooping on this the whole entire the whole entire episode, but. One thing, one bright spot for Chicago is that they are only allowing 3.8 yards per rush, which actually ranks 10th. So yeah. if they're able to limit, you know, Brian Robinson at all, that's even more opportunities for uh, Sam Howell to have to drop back, and, which also presents more opportunity for him to be able to use his legs. So uh, excellent prop by, by Rod there. Love that plus money as well. Yeah, Um the strength, I guess, the one bright spot we can say for this Bears team has been the rush defense, where it's been the op- completely opposite story uh, when we talk about their past defense, which leads me to my first player prop is going to be Sam Howell over one and a half passing touchdowns in this game. That one comes in at minus 105 currently over on DraftKings. And you take a look at the four quarterbacks that the uh, Bears defense have faced this season, right? Jordan Love, 
Baker Mayfield, Patrick Mahomes, and last week with Russell Wilson. Week one, Jordan Love, three passing touchdowns. Uh, week two, Buccaneers, Baker Mayfield. He did have one passing touchdown in that game, but I think they were so good defensively, they were able to effectively, excuse me, run the football that they really didn't need um, Baker Mayfield to throw a lot or score points with his arm. But again, week three against uh, the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, three passing touchdowns last week. Russell Wilson, three passing touchdowns uh, against um, uh, against his Bears defense. And I know Sam House only done this once thus far uh, in the during the regular season, but I think they'll have some success through the air in this game. And I know he did against the Denver Broncos with two passing touchdowns, but I think this is going to be a game where I think that number one, the wide receivers will have some success uh, against that better secondary. And I think that Sam uh, Howell can definitely get over one and a half passing touchdowns in this game. So I will take over one and a half passing touchdowns, minus one Oh five for Sam Howell in this game here. Uh, Chris, I know thoughts on your quarterback here to throw for two, at least. Sign me up, you know, let's do it. I like it. We just kind of, it kind of plays into, you know, outside of the fandom, it kind of plays into the game script. Like we talked about, they, they are a pretty good team at far as stopping the, you know, stopping the, stopping the rush um, that being the Chicago bears. So mm-hmm. I think this will be a game. Hopefully, hopefully Washington has struggled in the past, uh, you know, with, with just performing well after either in covering or winning the game. That's a divisional game takes a lot to go out there and compete with the, you know, be toe to toe and a extra a two point conversion away from winning in Philly last yeah. week to rise point. Um, but at the same time, I mean, what, what better opportunity, you know, this is all about opportunity and, and he won't find, a, you won't find a better opportunity for Sam out to throw two touchdowns uh, in this game here. Yeah. I mean, this is a spot against a, a very, very, very porous secondary of the Chicago bears here. Rod, any thoughts on uh, how to get to at least. Well, I mean, look, Washington's putting up points. Bears are giving up points. So if if there's going to be points to be scored, obviously Sam Howell is going to be a major part of that. And look, for Brian Robinson's sake, and I'll make a case for him later, um, he'll probably end up getting one too. But that's that's our that's 21 points. I, I highly anticipate this to be another 30-point game for Washington. So um I, I definitely foresee, you know, four at least four touchdowns being scored. Two of those should come from the arm of Howell. All right, before we get over to some more player props here, let me tell everyone about Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play along your favorite football team all season long. Underdog has just introduced Scorchers. Go five for five and pick them Scorchers and and enjoy a spicy 100 times payout. From now until October 4th, Underdog is matching 100% of your first deposit of up to $500. Plus, they're giving away $100,000 on Sundays can uh, continue on underdog fantasy 10 lucky players will win 10,000 each Ta- uh, watch along make sh- make your picks and maybe make a little cash over on underdogs mobile app or website underdogfantasy.com and we'll put together an entry at the end of this episode for you guys to cash in as well and when you sign up with promo code sgpn up until october 4th Underdog will double your first deposit of up to $500. That's Underdog Fantasy using promo code SGPN. All right, let's get into round two of our player props here. Rod, lead us off, my friend. All right, well, we'll talk about Brian Robinson and that rushing game for the Commanders. I'm going to take his first rush attempt under three and a half yards at minus 125 over on bet MGM. You guys just talked about it, how uh, the bears are only allowing 3.8 yards per carry. 
However, I will tell you that uh, no running back has been able to break this three and a half yard mark against the the Bears on their first carry. Uh, look back at what the Green Bay Packers did. Aaron Rodgers negative one yards on his first carry of the game. Uh, look back at R- uh, Rashad White two yards on her his first carry of the game. Isaiah Pacheco two yards on his first carry. Stop me if this theme is uh, familiar. Uh, Jamal Williams minus one. I'm not Jamal Williams, but uh, Williams for Denver minus one yards against them on their first carry. So again, very ineffective first carries of the game for running backs against this bears offense. As for Robinson, his first, uh, he's only had one carry so far over three and a half yards on his first carry uh, against the Cardinals, three yards on his first carry uh, against the Denver Broncos. He had two yards on his first carry against the bills. He had seven yards. That was the one that actually escaped uh, three and a half yards outside of that. But last week against Philly, he had one yard on his first carry. They like to give it to him early. He just doesn't get a lot of yards on that first carry. So he'll be stopped after about two yards or, you know, maybe even three yards. But I I think this is one where he'll probably only get a yard and a cloud of dust on that first carry because everybody knows it's coming. Everybody knows that the first thing they want to do is give the ball off to and establish the run to uh, to Robinson. So, like I said, I love finding these ones. These are these are kind of fun to get. So Brian Robinson and plus. This could cash you off right off the very start of the game. Uh, The first snap could be this. Brian Robinson, first rush attempt, under three and a half yards, minus 125 on BetMGM. Yeah, he's averaging 4.3 yards per carry, but I think that number has been inflated a little bit just because against the Buffalo Bills, who's averaging seven yards per carry, uh, 10 uh, attempts, 70 yards in that game, but right around, or obviously at seven. But, you know, I've watched some of these commanders games, um, and again, as much as we're all rooting for Brian Robinson, that the the yards per carry ha- hasn't really been there. I mean, take a look against the Eagles, 14 uh, carries, 45 yards, 3.2 yards per carry. Then week one against the Cardinals, 19, 15, 19 for 59 rushing yards, 3.1 yards per carry. So, and so it's been about volume for Brian Robinson to get his um, rushing yards. Um, I believe he took this last week as well with Jameer Gibbs. I think that one cashed for you as well, Rod. So, yeah, I'm I'm definitely uh, behind this. Chris, any thoughts on uh, this player prop for Brian Robinson? Yeah, I like it as well. I I actually cashed on Brian Robinson last week, uh, rush attempts under, and his yards under. Um, It's it's scheme, right? Like you think about Washington. I know Rod mentioned it when they established the run. But that doesn't mean the other team doesn't know that as well. And if the box stack, then you want Sam out to beat you, then, uh, you know, probably more of a recipe for success for you eventually. Just, you know, don't know how well the, the, the Chicago defense will play as far as being able to stop the pass. So I like this one as well. Question in the chat. Um, do you think Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson will split reps? I think that Brian Robinson has pretty much become the feature back for this uh, commander's team. And if you take a look at the snap counts, uh, as well as uh, the number of carries uh, both these guys are are getting, I think that number has definitely um, uh, is definitely in favor of Brian Robinson. I know, uh, Chris, you're the commander's fan here. Do you have any thoughts on, on that running back situation for no, the uh, commanders? N- nothing else that you didn't already share. You know, I think that the one thing that's interesting to note is, when you have these, uh, you know, 1A and 1B type running backs, but 1A is getting significant, you know, a significant amount of the the, the snaps. Um, 1B can sometimes have success, and you kind of ride with that, right? I think we saw that at the end of um, 
at the end of the Patriots game two weeks ago when they lost to the Jets, uh, Ramondre Stevenson and uh, Zeke, right? Yeah. And then at the, mm-hmm. and Zeke had a, Zeke had a really good game. It's so much so that a report came out at the beginning of last week that said that Zeke was going to be getting uh, starter like snaps. But yeah. then we didn't see Zeke get started, started like snaps because I bet on his over for when I saw that I bet on his over for for rush attempts and he finished with like six and a half or seven or something like that because they were losing by 120 before the first quarter even ended is in uh, back in Dallas. So um, I, I, that's the only thing I'll add. You know, off that I, I definitely agree with you. But you know, Gibson maybe if he starts the game off well and Brian Robinson doesn't start the game off well, but yeah, Brian Robinson's the future back right now. Yeah, I agree 100%. Uh, Chris, take us over to player prop number two, man. What do you got? So let's go uh, Let's go, Khalil Herbert. I know Rob mentioned him earlier. I like his rushing yards in this spot. The number is pretty low, um, which I feel like is a low spot. Just 44 and a half, uh, minus 110 over on bet 365. And uh, th- there's calls for caution, right? Like he's only rushed for 45 yards one time this season. It happened to come last week against, against the uh, – the Denver, that, that poor Denver defense, God, um, they uh, they got to face the second worst defense in the league last week when they played against um, the Denver defense. And then um, when they hosted Chicago, I mean, I'm sorry, when they hosted uh, Denver at home. So 5.6 yards per carry is what Denver is actually allowing on the season. Washington isn't too far, <laughs> isn't too far ahead of them at all, giving up four and a half yards per carry, which is actually the seventh most. Um, you, I went back and looked at the running backs that have actually faced this Washington defense and James Conner in week one in D.C. has 62 yards on 14 carries. Uh, Javante Williams, 44, car- 44 yards on 12 carries in week two. So he finished right right at this number. Um, and that game was in Denver. And then James Cook ate us up for 98 yards in week three on 15 carries. Last week, DeAndre Swift, 56 yards, 14 carries. So I think that this is a number that seems attainable for uh, Khalil Herbert. Um, in this spot, and uh, I also love that he, he we saw his snaps increase so much last week. Like he went from seven carries, uh, like maybe two two weeks in a row, up to uh, you know close to twenty last week. And I think you do want to take some of the pressure off of a guy that you know has thrown six interceptions throughout the first games already, throughout the first four games already, on a short week. So I think feeding Khalil Herbert, if they're smart then, you know, the Bears will be giving him the ball, and I think that he can go over this 44-and-a-half uh, rushing yards here, you know, from right. Yeah, last season, uh, I didn't mention that these two teams matched up um, in Chicago where it was an ugly game, uh, 12-7 to victory in favor of the uh, Commanders. And in that game, if you go just kind of went through the box score, the Bears were having their way uh, on the ground uh, f- um, in that game. I'm trying to pull up the exact numbers here because looking at this earlier, 37 rush attempts for the Chicago Bears in that game, a total of 237 yards on the ground. That was an average of 6.4 yards per carry. And you look, Khalil Herbert in that game, seven attempts, 74 yards, 10.6 yards per carry. So um, I think that I will, I'll talk more about Khalil Herbert later in the in the episode, but I think that for the the Bears to – stay in this game at least early on the run game is going to be have to be effective for them and i think that khalil herbert has to be at the forefront of that for the chicago bears here so uh yeah no argument for me on that one here uh rod any thoughts on uh khalil herbert 
I mean, I think obviously that over is, is a very low number. I think he can hit that. I don't know that they're going to have as much success rushing against this team as, as they will. And I think if Herbert does end up getting somewhere in the vicinity of, I don't know, 70 yards in this game, uh, I, I really honestly think they're going to try to not let fields run so much because again, you, you got to keep this guy fresh. I mean, and, and that's the problem that he's been running into is that if he's the main threat on this offense, be it his arm or his legs, then everybody knows to cue off and you got chase young or uh, yeah, you got young over there chasing you around and, and you're going to, you know, try to, to escape him. So, yeah, I mean, I think to me, I don't think they're going to get a ton of rushing yards, but I think that that number is so low that I, I think he can, he can get there. Um, I just don't know. It'll be that, that much more. Yep. Uh, all right, let's get into my second player prop here. I will go over to wide receiver of the Chicago Bears. I'm looking at DJ Moore here. Um, I'm going to take his longest reception over 21 and a half yards in this game. So let's go back to the last three weeks of the regular season for uh, Mr. Uh, DJ Moore here of the Chicago Bears. So he's gone over this projection in three straight weeks against the opposition. And you also take a look at this wide receiving group of the Chicago Bears. It's pretty much DJ Moore. And then you're hoping that you get something from Darnell Mooney because we know Chase uh, Chase Claypool has been away from this team, um, um, hasn't been very happy with his role. So I'm not sure how much longer he will actually be on this team, but Number one, he is tied in targets with Cole Komet uh, uh, as far as targets go uh, for the Chicago Bears offense. But like I mentioned, last three weeks, he's gone over this long reception of 29 yards against the Broncos, 29 against the Kansas City Chiefs, 33 against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he did only uh, muster 25 yards um, against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, two receptions, but he did have a long completion of 14, which did fall below this uh, threshold. But you also take a look at what the commanders have given up uh, as far as long receptions over this uh, first four weeks of the NFL regular season here. So last week, you go back and take a look at what they did or what they gave up, I should say, against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Devontae Smith last week against the uh, commander secondary had a long rush of, um, let's see, here, sorry, long reception of 59 yards, sorry, 37 yards for Devontae Smith. A.J. Brown had a long reception of uh, 59 yards in that game. Let's go back uh, prior week against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, in that matchup against the Bills, uh, the Commanders gave up a long reception to uh, Gabe Davis of let's see here 35 yards and also 30 yards to stefan diggs let's go back to the week prior uh, against the denver broncos in that matchup uh they gave up i believe it was Cortland sun in this game they allowed a long reception of sorry uh, to brandon johnson 50 yards 60 yards to marvin Mims. so you kind of get what i'm uh um uh, trying to say you said they're susceptible to giving up those long receptions and really DJ Moore being that guy on at least in the wide receiving group I think that he can make this a fourth straight week of going over 21 and a half of his longest reception here uh, Chris any thoughts on that 
book it. You gave out the numbers, you know. <laughs> this this is not a we talked about I think Rob might have been the one that mentioned it. This is not the greatest front seven in the uh in the in the NFL, but they are serviceable. When you start to get back, you know, when you gotta put the binoculars on to see who back there playing safety and cornerback, that's when you that's when you want to start picking up. I've watched, you know, all of these games throughout the entirety of the season and we we are giving up big plays. It's one of the one of the downfalls of this defense and one of the reasons why I don't necessarily you know, want to lay, uh, you know, a touchdown with the commanders. I know I keep going back to that, but their, their ability to give up big plays, man. If only Chase Young could play free safety as well, I think, you know, I'd probably want to take the under. But, yeah, um, I, I'd only go with the over on this one, you know, if I think he's going to have at least one of those plays. Rod, any thoughts on this long reception of uh, DJ Moore, 21 and a half? 87 of his 301 receiving yards have come after the catch, which means a full, almost a full third of them have come after the catch. It doesn't matter if he catches one for 15.8, he can break it for another six, seven to get you over this mark. So um, yeah, I mean, I I like it. Uh, Let's get over to player prop number three, Rod lead us off. All right. Well, we're going to go with the person that also has the same number of targets as DJ Moore, and that's Cole Komet. He shares the lead, like you said, with uh, DJ Moore as far as targets are concerned uh, at 24 apiece. His reception total is set at three and a half, and the over is actually juiced up to plus 135. So I'm going to take Cole Komet to catch four passes in this game. He's only done it twice so far this season. Of course, they've only played in four games, but he did have four receptions against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which would have gotten you hooked on this one. Uh, but he was targeted six times, which means he very much could have uh, ended up with an extra catch in there if he would have been able to to hold on to one of them. So uh, again, you look back at what he did against Denver, seven receptions on nine targets. Uh, Kansas City was the only one where he didn't get enough targets to actually satisfy this. He got two targets, but he caught them both uh, against the Chiefs. Against Tampa Bay, caught four of six targets. And then against Green Bay, caught five of seven. So uh, again, DJ Moore, the wide receiver, but Cole Komet is the guy right there getting as many targets as the wide receiver, which means Justin Fields needs to look for him continuously throughout the game. Now, look, the only difference here is that Washington has actually been very good against opposing uh, tight ends so far this season. Uh, They held Dallas Goddard to two receptions on four targets. Uh, They didn't even get anybody to catch the ball against the Broncos. No one targeted tight end the entire game and they didn't make a catch, but that's the Broncos and their tight ends ever since Noah Fant went away, who by the way, made them look stupid the other day by catching that hell of a pass Mm -hmm. for the the Seahawks. Um, But the bills, I don't know if Dawson Knox or or Dalton Kincaid really count as, as good quarterbacks, but I will say uh, they opened the season by giving up a huge game to uh, Zach Ertz, six catches on 10 targets. Uh, I say that he only got 21 yards, but six catches is a huge game as far as, receptions and that would have blown this one out of the water. So I think we're dealing with more of the Zach Ertz and less of the Dallas Goddard in this situation uh, when it comes to Cole Komet, especially when the offense seems to run through him. So I think three and a half is kind of a low number and especially to get four receptions at plus money. Uh, I like that. Yeah, I think the only concern I would have uh, adjusted to it if you had took it is yardage because I know the uh, commanders are one of the better defenses against the tight end position. But we also kind of go back to what I mentioned when I was talking about DJ Moore is that offensively, like weapons wise, it's it, like you mentioned, like the targets, 
it's Cole Komet and it's DJ Moore. Like there's nobody really after that. Like you're hoping you get something from Darnell Mooney, but it's just not happening. So, you know, I think that when you talk about going up against this pass rush, the pass rush, I should say, of this commander's defense, that it's going to have to be either check downs or, or Justin Fields having to scramble. And I think that Cole Komet, definitely not a guy that's a downfield threat. So maybe he can, you know, run those short corner routes or short, um, you know, curl routes. And, you know, Justin Fields is able to find him that way. But at, at it's plus price for a reason, just because when you look at what the commanders have done yardage wise against um, tight ends. But I think at least for this game script, if we're expecting the bears to be trailing this game, they're going to have to be throwing the football here. Uh, Chris, any thoughts on Cole commit? Yeah, I actually, I agree with Rod. Like I, I could see him catching the ball. I just, like you said, you know, if I don't know if he necessarily gets the yards, I've actually on his yards under. Um, and I see the number dropping 31 and yeah. a half is, <clears throat> is what it was at, at earlier. Uh, minus 110, and I'm. it does scare me, you know, if it scares the living hell out of me that I'm taking a, a yards under uh, against this commander's defense. But like you guys said, throughout three weeks, Washington has actually forced the ball elsewhere, and they've actually um, not been able to stop wide receivers or been able to stop the run as much. They've allowed uh, the ninth fewest targets to to tight ends. The thir- they have only allowed 13 receptions, which is, which is the fourth fewest, uh, just 83 yards total, which is the second fewest as well. The Bears are um, yeah. passing the ball under 31 times per game, which is the fifth fewest times as well. And Washington, just the ability to be able to struggle with the run as they have been, I think is the perfect, you know, kind of recipe for Komet to finish with, uh, you know, 25 or under recept- receiving yards, no matter how many receptions he gets. So I, I do like that, and I love the plus money for Rod, but I also think that, Washington continues to kind of slow down the tight end position and just get burnt on the outside by DJ Moore, like you said, you know? Yeah, I agree 100% with that, uh, uh, with that handicap. Um, all right, for my last player prop here, I am going to go. This one makes me nervous just because we just haven't seen him be that guy that we saw last season. That is Justin Fields on his rushing yards for this for this game and that number is at 47 and a half uh for down down to 46 and a half but last i mean I, and i hate res, uh, referencing historical data but last season when these two teams matched up 12 uh rush attempts 88 yards and i know that that the command or sorry the bears defense sorry the bears offense want to make justin fields a pocket passer but I just don't think that he's that guy. Like Justin Fields is most effective when he's using his legs, right? We saw that last season where he ended the year with a thousand plus uh, rushing yards uh, for this uh, Bears team. And I know it doesn't really translate to wins, but like that's just who Justin Fields is. He's not a a passing quarterback uh, in this league. So for Justin Fields to be effective, I think that he has to utilize his legs. And again, when you're going up against a pass rush that's led by chase young that's when like i think that especially going up against this offensive line that has had a lot of issues thus far this season and guys being in and out of that um out of that lineup as far as the offensive line and guys having to shift around it's gonna have to be justin fields that either he's gonna have to make quick decisions uh and get that ball out or he's gonna be scrambling for his life so i think that for him to be effective in this game and if the Bears want to have a chance, he's going to have to utilize his leg. So I'm going to take the over 46 and a half rushing yards on Justin Fields in this game uh, here, Rod. 
So long as it doesn't go over 129, I don't care. I mean, that, that honestly, it both if you put in really like Chris said too uh, earlier with this Khalil Herbert over, even if you put those two together, even if they both got 50 yards, it's only 100. So, um, yeah, yeah I, I I still think Washington's a better run defense than uh, the numbers give it credit for. And I, again, I think that uh, a lot of what they're going to have to do is through the air. So uh, I think. Justin Fields could end up getting 40. What is it? 47 yards. Uh, Khalil Herbert could end up getting 45. I think is what he needs. Chris, for you, that's fine. Yep. As long as they each kind of stay under 128. Cause I, I have a, a prop going uh, on another place that the bears have under 128 and a half rushing yards total. So I'm, I'm hoping that that sticks true. Chris, any thoughts on Justin Fields scrambling ability in this game? Uh, not at all. You know, if I like it, I think, um, you know, you look at this Washington defense, I know you mentioned Chase Young, but I mean, as uh, Montez Sweat on the other side, yeah. this guy already yeah. has three sets and three sacks and is putting a lot of pressure. He actually leads his defense in sacks. Uh, Chase Young has two and a half, but then you have Jonathan Taylor, uh, Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan Allen, <laughs> uh, you know, right coming right up the middle as well. Uh, Deron Payne is still there. So this, this front four specifically should put a lot of pressure on him and, uh, force him outside of the pocket, you know, and if that happens, what we've seen from Justin Fields, I think he is who we thought he was. And we see him running up and down the field. <laughs> That'll be, uh, you know, exactly what we thought. So uh, I wouldn't play as, I wouldn't play as yards under, you know, with his, with his, with his legs at all. I think the, the, the conversation of this front four for the commanders is not talked about enough, possibly being at least top five at minimum in the league uh, led by the guys that, you know, Chris just rattled off there. Um, so that is three player props each uh, here from us. Uh, let's get into our touchdown uh, uh, scorer uh, prop bets here before we do get into best bets here. Um, Rod, why don't you lead us off with guys you'd like to find the end zone in this game? All right. Well, I'm going to take a combo. Actually, DraftKings has a Robinson anytime TD and Washington to win at plus 135. The Robinson anytime touchdown number is not necessarily something you want to touch. Uh, it's it's juiced a little too much for for me in this instance because you know I I know that he's going to score <laughs> and I know that I say that he only you only pay the juice if you lose um, but I still think that if you want to touch his anytime touchdown you might as well go ahead and throw it in with a, a commander's win as well and I'll tell you because like I said an anytime touchdown for Brian Robinson is at minus one fifteen uh, to score here but he scored in. Um, he scored a touchdown in every game so far in three of the four games so far this season. The only game he didn't score one was when the uh, commanders didn't score a touchdown at all. Right. So, um, so far he's been able to do it on the ground. He caught one earlier in the season too. So he's a dual threat there to, to be able to score, uh, but he's getting in the end zone that Washington wants to get him into the end zone and they're doing it successfully. So I like that. Look, as far as them winning this game, you have to go back uh, a very long way uh, for them to have have won a game for the Bears to win against the um, against the Commanders. And in fact, the, they didn't even beat. They've never beaten the Commanders. They, they bought. They beat the Redskins, but they didn't beat the the Commanders. They've only beat them once since 2004. In nine tries, they beat uh, the Commanders. Have beat the Bears eight times of those. They haven't been pretty. Uh, some of them, but. The, the commanders have a pretty decent track record against the bears over the last almost 10 years. So the, I'm not worried about the commanders winning this game and I'm not worried about Robinson scoring. So if I'm going to turn a, a at any time TD into my favor, give me Robinson Robinson to score and Washington to win at plus plus one thirty five. 
Well, it's not like the Bears are are beating anybody, um, for that matter, uh, uh, at least over the last 14 games. I'd even mentioned this. They haven't won a game since week eight of last season, have the Chicago Bears. Um, it's, it's almost been a full calendar year. Oh, my God. Can you just imagine that? Oh, God. Bears fans, I'm so sorry. Sorry, Justin. Um, sorry yeah. Sorry, Justin. Not sorry. Um I mean, yeah, Brian Robinson from your mouth to God's, uh, the gambling God's ears, because he is on a couple of my fancy teams. So uh, hopefully he does find the end zone here uh, for the Washington Commanders. Uh, Chris, uh, any touchdown score prop bets here that you do like? Uh, I think I, not to, you know, kind of spice it up or or to be born and dry, but I, I'm, I'm, with, I'm with Robinson as well. Brian Robinson, for me, that's the only way I could look at this game. A um, couple interesting numbers. Uh, the Chicago Bears are allowing 4.3 touchdowns per game, uh, which ranks 31st. But the, the the commander's offense doesn't have like that one guy that you're like, oh, yeah, I really, really love him this week. And for me, it's the guy that's going to you know dominate, I think, um, the yards wise. I think, you know, looking at Brian Robinson, even his receiving yards to go over. I know this is a prop that's cashed a couple times. You look at how many uh this might not even be a rushing touchdown. You look at how many yards the, the Bears give up to running backs. Like, go take a look at those numbers. They're bottom five in that category as well. So it could be a, a receiving touchdown over. So I know I know Rod said, uh, you know, the juice is, is a little heavy on this one at minus 115, but um, I'm probably just going to play it the way way Rod did. I'm, that's why we do the pod. <laughs> I like the, the the win. Keeps me off of the spread because, as you guys know, I'm, I'm a little hesitant to lay that many points. With uh, with the commanders team, but I, I do like him to score in the win, so that that'll be it for me. Um, I'll go with um, I'm gonna go Justin Fields at plus one fifty. Um, I think the scrambling ability is gonna have to come into this game here for Justin Fields, like I mentioned. Uh, get down to that red zone. If he's not able to find his first read, his second read. He's going to have to take off because, like we talked about, that front four is going to feast against his offensive line of, of the Chicago Bears here. So um, I'll take Justin Fields anytime at plus 150 and also throw out Jahan Dotson plus 210. Um, I like him as well. I think that he's um, he had a really good season last year as far as finding the end zone uh, for this commander's offense. And I know this season, I, I don't think he's registered a touchdown just yet. Um, I'm sorry, he does have one, which was uh, just, in fact, last week against the Eagles. But I think this is an opportunity for him to, um, you know, find himself open because I feel like some of that attention for the Bears uh, secondary will be on Scary Terry and trying to slow him down, which I think that opens up the opportunity for Jahan Dotson. So Dotson plus 210 uh, anytime and also throw Justin Fields out there at plus 150. Uh, all right, guys, let's get into best bets to wrap up this episode here. Uh, Chris, why don't you lead us off with your best bet, man? So it's, it's, it's probably the scariest one. <laughs> so we'll, we'll we'll go with the scariest one because typically when you know you got to bet it with your eyes closed, uh, it's typically the ones that, that win, or at least in my case. So I'm going to go Cole Komet. And the reason why it's scary is because this commander's defense is not the greatest, but especially against the past, but they have done really, really well against stopping tight ends, and I'm looking for them to continue to do that. Um, you think about Justin Fields, he's not a guy that's going to really beat you with his arm too much, so I think that's another another addition to this one. Um, and like I said, this team is you know t- pretty much top four, top five in all statistical categories uh, defending the tight end, so hopefully they can keep that up. Short week for, for, uh, for Chicago here as well. 
and uh, Justin Fields doesn't typically play too well on the road. So all of those things in, you know, kind of bottled up, I think it's the perfect recipe for Mr. Cole Komet to go under his 31 and a half uh, receiving yards, best bet of the week. Love it. Uh, Rod, best bet for this Thursday night football game. I'll go ahead and take the Brian Robinson first rush attempt under three and a half yards. Again, that's at minus 125 over on bet MGM. I know 12 feet doesn't seem like a very long way to go, uh, but when you've got massive 300 pound bodies blocking your way and they know you're coming, uh, you know, we've seen, we've seen Chicago stop just about every running back so far uh, from getting there. And I think they're going to do that again to, to Robinson on that first play. All right. Love it as well, man. Uh, all right. For my best bet, I will trust the shoulders of uh, Sam Howell to get me two passing touchdowns in this game. I'll take the over one and a half passing touchdowns for Sam Howell. And like you mentioned, three out of the four quarterbacks have had at least three touchdown passes against this Chicago Bears uh, secondary or their defense, we should say. Russell Wilson got it done last week. Patrick Mahomes had three. And then also Jordan Love in week one had three passing touchdowns. And I know Baker Mayfield fell one touchdown short, but he also did register at least one passing touchdown against his Bears team. So I think this is an opportunity for Sam Howell to find his guys, whether it's Scary Terry, whether it's Logan Thomas, whether it's Jahan Dotson, hopefully for my sake as well. Curtis Samuel as well. I think uh, on the latest injury report, I did see all those guys uh, were questionable, but I think they are officially upgraded to playing in this game against the Bears here. So I'll take uh, Sam Howell over one and a half passing touchdowns as my best bet. All right, another episode of Thursday Night Football in the books here. Not the prettiest of games, but hey, hopefully we did find some more winners for our listeners on the PropCast here. Uh, Rod, anything else you want to mention, my friend, before we get out of here? Hey, look, sometimes pretty doesn't matter as long as you cash, right? I mean, that's, yeah. all, we're, that's all we're hoping to do. So you got to find the, find the gold lining in this cloud. Uh, yes, just follow me on Twitter, at RJ Gomez. You can find everything I'm up to there, whether it's uh, on here or at the many other places that I'm currently contributing so uh yeah definitely just check it out on twitter at rj Gomez. love it uh chris anything else yeah i'm gonna be glued to this game i don't know what you guys are talking about <laughs> no nah, just kidding just kidding uh not not anything else to mention i uh, appreciate you guys for for uh you know ha- having me on the pod again and uh you know just enjoying it hopefully we we gave out some winners like brian said and uh Hopefully people can actually – hopefully this is an enjoyable game. Like, I don't want the commanders to go up 21-0. to zero. I don't think that's going to happen either. Uh, and uh, I just think it's going to be – I think it's going to be a, a better game than we think it's projected to be. So um, definitely check out my work over on X or Twitter at CrispyCap and 2Ps, 2Ns. I'm doing NBA season previews. Uh, we got WNBA playoffs. Uh, haven't really dabbled too much with the MLB uh, um, wild card stuff, you know, but uh, looking to get into that as well. Yeah, man, uh, a lot of sports and sports and sports going on. Like you mentioned, MLB playoffs have uh, started this week. We have obviously NFL in full swing. NBA is just literally right around the corner. We're ramping up for that on the NBA Gambling Podcast. Um, NASCAR know, playoffs. NASCAR. Yeah, I was just going to mention you have NASCAR F1 uh, has been going on as well. So a lot of sports, a lot of opportunity to make some money, but also at the same time, we got to remember to be responsible as well when we're making our bets. So, um, yeah, be smart. Uh, hopefully, like I mentioned, we're able to find uh, more winners for you, not only on the podcast, but all across the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Uh, we'll be back later this week. Uh, looks like it'll be a Friday for our NFL Week 5 Sunday uh, player prop. So tune us with us then. Till then, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride.